This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 698, Fixed Schedule Productivity, How I Accomplish a Large Amount of Work in a Small Number of Work Hours, by Cal Newport of calnewport.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. If you're new here, this is where I simply narrate blogs for you, sometimes books, but in any case, always with permission from the authors. And today's episode is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer just for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com old. And I'll see you at Cal's post as we optimize your life. Fixed schedule productivity, how I accomplish a large amount of work in a small number of work hours by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. My schedule should be terrible. I should have an overwhelming, Maalox guzzling, stress-saturated schedule. Here's why. I'm a graduate student in a demanding program. I'm working on several research papers while also attempting to nail down some key ideas for my dissertation. I'm TAing and taking courses. I maintain this blog. I'm a staff writer for Flack Magazine. And to keep things interesting, I'm working on background research for a potential new book project. You would be reasonable to assume that I must get, on average, seven to eight minutes of sleep a night. But you would also be wrong. Let me explain. For some reason, it's not. Here's my actual schedule. I work from nine to five on weekdays, in the morning on Sunday. That's it. Unless I'm bored, I have no need to even turn on a computer after five during the week or any time on Saturday. I fill these times instead doing, well, whatever I want. How do I balance an ambitious workload with an ambitiously sparse schedule? It's a simple idea I call fixed schedule productivity. Fixed schedule productivity. The system works as follows. Number one, choose a schedule of work hours that you think provides the ideal balance of effort and relaxation. Number two, do whatever it takes to avoid violating the schedule. This sounds simple, but think about it for a moment. Satisfying rule two is not easy. If you took your current projects, obligations, and work habits, you'd probably fall well short of satisfying your ideal work schedule. Here's a simple truth. To stick to your ideal schedule will require some drastic actions. For example, you may have to dramatically cut back on the number of projects you are working on, ruthlessly cull inefficient habits from your daily schedule, risk mildly annoying or upsetting some people in exchange for large gains in time freedom, and stop procrastinating. In the abstract, these all seem like hard things to do. But when you have the focus of a specific goal, I do not want to work past five on weekdays, you'd be surprised by how much easier it becomes to deploy these strategies in your daily life. Let's look at an example. Case study, my schedule. My schedule provides a good case study. To reach my relatively small work hour limit, I have to be careful with how I go about my day. I see enough bleary-eyed insomniacs around here to know how easy it is to slip into a noon to 3 a.m. routine, the infamous MIT cycle. Here are some of the techniques I regularly use to remain within the confines of my fixed schedule. Number one, I serialize my projects. I keep two project cues, one for my student projects and one for my writing projects. At any one moment, I'm only working on the top project from each queue. When I finish, I move on to the next. 
This focus lets me churn out quality results without the wasted time of constantly dancing back and forth between multiple efforts. Number two, I'm ultra clear about when to expect results from me, and it's not always soon. If someone slips something onto my queue, I make an honest evaluation of when it will percolate to the top. I communicate this date. Then I make it happen when the time comes. You can get away with telling people to expect a result a long time in the future if, and this is a big if, you actually deliver when promised. Number three, I refuse. If my queue is too crowded for a potential project to get done in time, I turn it down. Number four, I drop projects and quit. If a project gets out of control and starts to sap too much time from my schedule, I drop it. If something demonstrably more important comes along and it conflicts with something else in my queue, I drop the less important project. If an obligation is taking up too much time, I quit. Here's a secret. No one really cares what you do on the small scale. In the end, you're judged on your large scale list of important completions. Number five, I'm not available. I often work in hidden nooks of the various libraries on campus. I check and respond to work email only a few times a day. People have to wait for responses from me. It's often hard to find me. Sometimes they get upset at first, but they don't really need immediate access. And I will always respond within a reasonable time frame and get them what they need. So they adjust and I get things done. Number six, I batch and habitatize. Any regularly occurring work gets turned into a habit, something I do at a fixed time on a fixed date. For example, I write blog posts on Sunday morning. I do reading for my seminar on Friday and Monday mornings, etc. Habit-based schedules for the regular work makes it easier to tackle the non-regular projects. It also prevents schedule-busting pileups. Number seven, I start early, sometimes real early. On certain projects that I know are important, I don't tolerate procrastination. It doesn't interest me. If I need to start something two or three weeks in advance so that my queue proceeds as needed, I do so. Why this works. You could fill any arbitrary number of hours with what feels to be productive work between email and crucial web surfing and to-do lists that in the age of David Allen grow to lengths that rival the Bible, there's always something you could be doing. At some point, however, you have to put a stake in the ground and say, I know I have a never-ending stream of work, but this is when I'm going to face it. If you don't do this, you let the never-ending stream of work push you around like a bully. It will force you into tiring, inefficient schedules, and you'll end up more stressed and no more accomplished. Fix the schedule you want, then make everything else fit around your needs. Be flexible, be efficient. If you can't make it fit, change your work. But in the end, don't compromise. No one really cares about your schedule except for yourself. So make it right. You just listened to the post titled Fixed Schedule Productivity, How I Accomplish a Large Amount of Work in a Small Number of Work Hours by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And big thanks again to my sponsor for today's episode, Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences and for much, much cheaper than traditional therapy. Plus, you don't have to wait awkwardly in a lobby. You can send your therapist audio messages, video messages, or even text messages, which I've never seen with traditional therapy, or you can do a live video chat. 
Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process, plus have thousands of hours of supervised professional training. So to match with your perfect therapist, head on over to Talkspace.com old. As a special bonus, just for you, you can use the code old to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's the code OLD, and you can use that at Talkspace.com OLD. Have a very happy Wednesday. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.